0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John, joined by my co-host Ronnie, and we are talking basketball. The NBA Finals are underway as of right now. It's all tied up one to one. And Ronnie, any, uh, I know we talked about this on our special overtime edition, but anything jumping out at you? Any surprises so far in this series?
1: Nothing really jumps out at me too much other than Jimmy Butler, he's just not scoring like I thought he was going to, you know. I thought he was gonna just kinda take over like for his team, you know, but he's just he's falling behind, you know. He's he's not the leading yeah. scorer and he's he's not the the big he's player that there. you thought he would be. Yeah. I mean he's helping out his team. they they won, of course, you know, but yeah, he's just not that superstar that I, I
0: thought he would be. Mine the biggest surprise and anyone that's watching Nikola Jokic is probably like, yeah, no duh, is just how good he is with the basketball yeah and not just and i could throw bam in here wow we have two centers that can handle the ball so proficiently and when you look across the league you see how rare that is where both centers are just big bumbling idiots with with the ball (laughs) yeah but both of these guys are just top-notch ball handlers and it's it's really cool to see and they both play the position so differently than a traditional center Mm -hmm. and uh Jokic is big. <laughs> he's just yeah. a big tree. Yeah, so, he's
1: but he he just he's so smooth. Like he does those spin moves underneath the hoop so you know, smooth. and on, just dribbles yeah. it so just like a point guard whip, But he's a seven foot center. And yeah, he's a pretty he, amazing. He did a,
0: he did a behind the back sort of dribble in in game two, which was tonight, that just blew my mind. It's just like man, I, he's like ginormous, and he just it's it's really fun to watch. So if you yeah. haven't seen a lot of Nikolai Jokic. Check it out. I mean, it's on regular television right now because it's the NBA Finals. And it is, it is. he plays the position so differently than anybody else. It's hard to even categorize him. You know, I gave you a lot of crap when we did that simulation and you put Jokic in as your point guard. And I was like, oh, you're so dumb, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, but he plays like a point guard. So, yeah. See, maybe... that was a
1: smart decision. Yeah.
0: Smart decision. Yeah.
1: I know what I'm doing. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, if a seven footer could handle the ball like a point guard, yeah put him as your point guard (laughs) (laughs) he shoots well and it's it's insane
0: yeah he's so big and he just lumbers into people it's fun to watch right away when he's
1: dribbling up the court you know i mean you're you got to be on him you know because you don't know if he's going to launch a three because he could hit those easily or he could drive on you and just you take it all away if he gets ahead of
0: steam you yeah he he doesn't get called for offensive fouls Mm -hmm. that often he's probably guilty of it at least 3x more than he actually gets called. Yeah. But he, he's he's fun to watch. He's a fun player to watch. This is a fun series so far. This yeah, is and good. he passes this like a point guard too. Yeah, he's just he, all around. His just... passing his passing is probably the best part about his game, I would say.
1: Does he have a weakness at all? I haven't seen it. I, I
0: don't think he does. Jelly Donuts. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> he can't and jump too high. Yeah. That's it. He, can't jump. he doesn't need to. He just puts his pick arms up. He gets. Yeah. I would say his weakness is that sometimes he has difficulties, not even controlling his motions. But you can see when he gets frustrated, mm-hmm. like like tonight he had just two back to back fouls. The first foul yeah. was probably questionable, but then the second one was just frustration. Like he let. Yep. He let his emotion and his anger kind of take control, and he just did a stupid foul. And it didn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It was foul two and three, but if it would have been, you know, four and five or, or something like that, he really could have put himself into trouble, changing the way that he plays defensively or, or having to go to the bench. So that, what yeah. I would say, is his weakness is that he's not a goldfish. He holds on to things, he remembers things, and, and sometimes yep. those frustrations uh, manifest in the way of just stupid stupidity, stupid fouls. Or, or or getting a technical because he, he's yelling at the ref or something like that. Yeah,
1: we've seen in the past where he's gotten ejected from important games, too. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That's I haven't weakness. seen it this time, you know. So, maybe he fix that. That used to be his weakness, but maybe well, no, he's overcome that. No, we just that.
0: said you know, two, fa- two quick fouls in this game, right? I mean, One ejected, though, you know. For, yeah. Oh, ejected. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe just curses in Serbian and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. (laughs) Uh, Before we uh, jump into some of our content today, Ronnie, do you want to do a rundown of the latest NBA news?
1: Yeah, let's just go over. We'll get everyone updated on some of the things that have been happening. And uh, yeah, if there's any one of these topics you want to talk about, we could talk about it later too. So uh, first, I want to start with the Hall of Fame coach, Rick Adelman. What is his last name? Adelman or Adelman? I don't even know. He won the 2023 Chuck Daly Award, Lifetime Achievement Award. So, kind of cool to see that. So, Rick Edelman, he coached in the NBA for 23, 29 years, 23 as a head coach and five for, and for five different teams: Portland Trail Blazers, Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings, Houston Rockets, and Minnesota Timberwolves. He's amassed 1,042 wins and lost 749. So, his career is five, 58. Uh, so yeah, pretty cool that you won his, the lifetime his... achievement award. That that's
0: kind of a big award, right? <laughs> that's I feel like you take it takes a lifetime to win that award. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't his know. son is on the Nuggets coaching staff, so he was on hand today when he received that award, which I thought was pretty cool as well.
1: Yeah, kind of interesting to see that. I like that. Um, the the Phoenix Suns finally hired a coach too. Um, they hired uh, Frank Vogel on a five year, thirty one million dollar contract. Um, who's he from? What what team? I didn't look at any research on that. What what team was he on, or where did he come from?
0: He won a he won a ring with the Lakers in twenty twenty. Right. He was that's the head coach like, there. That's where he and was, was fired last year when um, gosh, what's the name? Darvin Ham or something like that took over. Yeah. So he he is the ex Lakers head coach. Interesting enough is when they interviewed Frank Vogel for the Lakers, uh, he was going against money. Monty Williams and Monty turned down the Lakers' job. He, uh, I think, I believe Vogel was their second choice for the Lakers, and now he comes in to replace Monty, which is kind of ironic.
1: Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, speaking of Monty, I don't know. I don't think we went over that yet. But the Pistons hired Monty Williams as a head coach on a six-year, seventy-eight point five million dollar deal. So congratulations, Monty Williams. You're you're on a very good Pistons team, I believe so, and uh, (laughs) you got yourself a record-breaking contract too, probably.
0: It's it's interesting because last week we reported that the Pistons made an offer and he wasn't interested and he was going to take a year off. It yeah. sounds like they backed up another truck full of money and said, Come on and he's like, Oh, <laughs> right, I'll do it. Uh that's a huge contract, and I think it's a good hire because I think Monty is such a players coach and they have such a young team there. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to see what Monty does. So it's kind of a win. I, I like Monty and I know you're a Pistons fan. Yeah. So uh it'll be it'll be fun to watch those guys.
1: Yeah, so now I'm a Nets fan because they traded good players with them, and now I'm a Pistons fan. I mean, not that I wasn't, but I'm even more of a Pistons fan because they've got Monty Williams, you know? So, yeah, I'll be cheering for both of yeah. those teams now. All right, so another coach, Sam Cassell, he's going to join the Celtics as an assistant coach. Um, I don't know if that makes any difference, but uh, well, he was an assistant coach for the Philadelphia 76ers for the past three seasons under Doc Rivers. So, I mean, he probably made a difference there, so let's see if he can help the Celtics actually get to the finals next year. I don't know. What do you think of that? Any feelings about that?
0: I think he is looking to be a head coach, and the quickest way to be a head coach is to be an assistant coach on a good team. I also think that his experience as a player in the NBA helps with, you know, they have a very young head coach there as well. So maybe just some, uh, lever, not leverage, but bench strength in the coaching, you know, a different voice. They can do good cop, bad cop, maybe, or or something like that. But I think it it just kind of makes that coaching staff a little bit more uh, deep. Yeah, gotcha.
1: All right, that makes sense. Okay, and then Bob Myers, he stepped down for the Warriors. He was a GM on the Golden State Warriors. Um, it's just, he, as they asked him, you know, what's up, you know, and he says, it's just time, you know, so he even declined um, an offer that would have made him the highest paid on, like GM in the league too, so I didn't see any... Anything about like any new GMs taken over yet? I don't know if that's been announced yet, but um yeah, kinda interesting that he's stepped down after they they got kicked out of the playoffs. So
0: I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> I I think sometimes you just you're ready to move on. I I don't yeah. know Bob Myers, but he he's achieved the pinnacle of success for his position in the NBA, right? He's won yeah. four championships with this team that he assembled and you know, what else is there to prove? What else is there to do? I don't know how old he is. I don't know what his family situation is. And yeah, he's he's made a lot of money and maybe maybe it is just time and he wants to become a fan or go play golf or do,
1: do you think that it's because, you know, they're coming up on expiring contracts on these players. So he just kind of foresees that, you know, not all these <laughs> Take players. Take an easy way out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, he, instead of getting fired and he wants to leave on a high note, you know, where you know, they, yeah, they're obviously not going to be able to keep this team together because it's one of the highest paid teams yeah. in the league. So, and they're going to want all the money, especially you know Draymond. So, yeah, I don't know. I just maybe kinda...
0: maybe that was the case. Maybe him and the owner are not on the same page at all as yeah. far as what his total budget that he's going to be allowed to work with. Knowing that he's not going to be able to to do a whole lot, he's, he's going to be handcuffed. Well, then, what's the point of having me being a GM when I've been dictated to what I'm able to do? Or maybe he just. Wants to catch up on um On golf, American like Idol. you said. Who
1: right? knows? <laughs> An American yeah. oh, know. I play golf for my time He's going to be on the Masked week. Singer. <laughs> yeah, right? Boom. My wife watches Can't wait. that. Bob I hate I hate that show. Masked Singer. Oh, really? Okay. It's fun. No, I hate it.
0: Okay, so another It had a Victor Oladipo on it. He was uh, something. Yeah, was whatever. he really? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, Victor <laughs> Oladipo was on it. Yeah. Good for him. It was fun. <laughs> He, he seems sing, like he'd dude. be a singer. He's got a good voice. It did not seem like he would be a singer at all, but... Did he, he keep the got, beat he's... while bouncing in basketball
1: until he's like sung to the beat he of the did, basketball? He, he did not bounce the basketball <laughs> at all. That's, see, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, because that would have made I, it a lot better. I know. I have all these ideas <laughs> to make the show entertaining and better. Terrible you know, But yeah. Okay, there was another GM, uh, Scott Perry, parted ways after six seasons with the New York Knicks. So he's no longer the general manager of the Knicks. So, um, I don't know if that makes any difference there. They, I mean, yeah, they made the playoffs after they haven't in so long. So I yeah. I kind of am curious to see who they're going to hire for the GM. I, I think that's a, that's a position that a lot of GMs I think would want because that team is like on the move. They're like on the rise and it's New York, you know?
0: So yeah, I was going to say that's the prestige of being in the New York Knicks. You know, there's only a couple of teams that have that prestige, the Knicks, yeah. the Lakers, the Celtics, um, Probably one more that I can't really think of, but those are probably the top three as far as spotlight teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agreed. All right. So referee Eric Lewis is not, was not selected oh to work <laughs> in the NBA finals while the league looks into his tweets. So just like we talked about before, you know, he was, he had his burner phone and people would say things on his Twitter account and he would counteract, he would counter respond, you know, with something on a burner phone, you know, and then they figured it out and they're like, Hey, what's going on? And so they decided not to pick him for the NBA finals. And that's, some. I mean, this is a, a referee that they usually pick for the finals. So it's interesting that they decided not to do that. So not nothing,
0: I think just to avoid the controversy. Yeah. Just
1: nothing I unexpected, I guess. Just kind of like, huh? Hmm, interesting. You
0: know? Oh huh. yeah. Huh. Would you look at that? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, think it, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's just kind of – more than anything, I think it's just kind of sad. Yeah. Right? When you – it's like I'm going to post a video on YouTube and then I'm going to use 12 different burners to say, what a great video. <laughs> and and just and – what what's the point of it? It's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's just kind of sad. So yeah. maybe I mean it- that's – the, I, I don't know. I I don't think there's any concern of improprietary where he's calling games in a certain way or, or you know certainly nothing like the gambling controversy right. of, of many moons ago. Yeah, when it's I just, see the headline, that's what I thought
1: immediately. I was like, oh, this guy's you know, like, he's fixing games yeah. and everything. But then you read more into it, like, you're, oh, he's just responding to texts and he didn't want anyone to know who yeah. he was. That's kind of weird. But
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, this is right up there with like, if, if it came out that he writes... Twilight fan fiction, I'd be like, yeah, that's just <laughs> kind of sad. They're, they're kind of the same thing in some ways, right? Yeah.
1: It's kind of crazy how just doing that, I mean, he, he cost himself a lot of money, you know, because those NBA Finals games, I'm sure they pay pretty yeah, well. You get,
0: you get a little bonus, I think. Yeah. So just by refs, doing that, just, just, just for yeah.
1: responding to, to people on Twitter, you know, he just, yeah, he cost himself a lot of money. So that kind of sucks for that. Okay. I got two more. So Halliburton for the, and, uh, Edwards, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, and Anthony Edwards, those are among players that are committed to play for Team USA at this summer's FIBA World Cup. So you know how excited to get over FIBA, right? So, I,
0: yeah, you don't tell me, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, man. FIBA so, and you are like peas in a pod.
1: Yeah, so they're, they're going to go. I actually, um, you know how we're going to the Summer League. Uh, so they're going to be practicing in Vegas on August 2nd. So if we can maybe extend our vacation, we can maybe watch them practice too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly i, I mean i'm sure we could, well. we could find plenty to do in vegas <laughs> yeah <laughs> just have to tell the wives and then so also they're joining austin reeves michael bridges bobby portis and jalen Brunson. so this could actually end up being a decent team because remember last year there was not a single player that i knew on on this team usa team so they actually have some decent players going so i like to see that you know they're representing the country yeah huh. Steve Kerr is taking over for Greg Popovich, um, so obviously you know Popovich's team hasn't been doing very well for the Spurs. So Steve Kerr is going to take over now, so that'll be cool too. I
0: think the biggest challenge is getting those players to participate in it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's not about the money. You have to convince them of the prestige of of that. Steve Kerr is also was born in Lebanon, I believe. I don't know. Oh, was he? Yeah, I thought thought he was. Uh, regardless, that's the toughest part, right? Is to get them to participate in that. Uh, yeah, because USA certainly has the talent, and it's you know the Olympics are one thing, but this is this is a tier down, if not multiple tiers down from the Olympics. Well, so yeah, that makes and, it a lot harder, a lot and, harder sell.
1: Yeah, these are rising stars too. Do you remember when Paul George he was playing for Team USA, but he he broke his ankle destroyed and destroyed his, his broke, ankle? Broke, yeah. yeah, broke his leg
0: um in a something gruesome
1: yeah i watched it live and i was like oh my god like you heard, oh. you can hear the crack and <laughs> oh man that's I just, rough. so i mean just thinking about that you know do you do you want i mean these again these are rising stars do you want your rising stars to play in on the team usa no. game yeah not at all that's what i'm thinking like watch austin reeves get hurt or michael bridges he's one of the most reliable players in the league you know if he gets hurt in one of these games and yeah yeah, yeah he has Jaylen that Brunson. street going yeah yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but if they do, I'll play. I will be watching that. That's um, that's something I I would love to watch, and actually have a decent team to watch too. You know,
0: so that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure.
1: Last thing I have, um, we kind of talked about it. I think uh, um, some I don't know if we actually uh, so. Anyways, doesn't matter if we talked about it now. I'm going to talk about it now. John Marit, <laughs> So NBA is going to announce some sort of ruling on John Murray after the finals. They don't want to announce it right now while the finals is going on because they're afraid that what they announce is going to pretty much take over the media you know it's going to be like the number one topic yeah so for sure. they're going to announce something big what What do you think it is
0: i don't know because he from what i understand he didn't do anything illegal he just broke league rules so i i imagine eight games that's going to be my guess that would use that's what it before, was last year was eight right? games yeah yeah so maybe maybe two two weeks maybe they're gonna make him go into some sort of training program for making good choices i don't know i
1: don't know man i i think they found something big because um yeah whatever it is i if, if they're not gonna pre, like prevent saying what the suspension is you know like when during the finals if it's just gonna like be eight games or something like that, i think it's gonna be huge like i i think they might suspend him for the whole year because that's something you that would disrupt the finals. they for the whole year? Wow! What, I wonder what they found. I think they found something so, serious, and they're just going to be like, you know what, we we can't have you in this league right now, because like, they've done that to other players too, and like the NFL, they'll suspend them for a year. Like this isn't the NFL though. The
0: NBA I know. is very. Uh, what players have been suspended for that long in the NBA?
1: Was Gilbert Arenas, or did he just shoot himself in the leg and he couldn't play anymore? Was was he <laughs> suspended for that? Uh,
0: He was suspended, but he wasn't suspended for as long as you're making it seem.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. OJ
0: Mayo received the harshest uh, suspension so far. He was (laughs) another Memphis player. He was suspended (laughs) for 164 games. That's two seasons worth of suspension uh, because of something. What did he do? He admitted to smoking marijuana and abusing cane- painkiller medications. This was the second drug policy violation of his career, so they suspended him for two seasons. Wow! Oh right. my god, that's insane.
1: Now that's making you think. Now you're now you're kind of coming over to my side, right? Maybe they're going to suspend this guy for a whole year because he keeps messing with guns. And I mean, this is like,
0: but guns are illegal, do- Ronnie.
1: I know, but this is. I'm so marijuana wasn't legal at the time, right? And then, like, he's painkillers. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But I guess the way I'm saying is, like, guns has to do with, like, killing people and, like, lives and, like, gangs and stuff like that, you know? So I, I think they're going to suspend him very harshly. And it's, so, it's at here, least we'll going to be half a season. Here's the
0: 50 games is what Gilbert Arenas was suspended for. Yep. Okay. Do you think if we say over or under, is it going to be over or under that in your opinion? Because I'm taking the under.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll I'll say it over just because you're taking the under because I definitely okay. believe it, it could be. If Gilbert Arenas got suspended, you said 52 games?
0: 50, 5-0. 50,
1: okay, yeah. If he got suspended 50 games, then yeah, Ja could definitely be over that because I think they're trying to prevent anything to happen to Ja, you know, I mean, just for his life, you know. They're, they're going to say, hey, you, you got to stop this. You, we gave you a suspension. Obviously, you just didn't care. You, you keep doing what you want to do. And we we got to do something about it now because you're not fixing anything. You said you were going to fix it. He did all these things and he, he did what he was told to do. But then he went back to his old ways. So now they're just going to be like, you know what, just take a year off. And they're going to send a biggest message. Difference,
0: maybe, maybe you're right. But here's why I think you're wrong. Gilbert Arenas had a gun in the arena. <laughs> He I'm, had a gun in his locker. At he brought a gun to work. Essentially, so okay. I think that's why. That's why I think it's going to be less than that. But
1: remember the stories that we went over. Remember like the timeline. Remember that weird story I was going yeah. over when he was like in a white SUV and there was like guns pointing at people at like the other team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, this, is, Pacers, this is this is serious. Right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. There's going to be something.
0: All right. Well, stay tuned, because uh, we'll find out after yeah. the NBA Finals, apparently. Yeah, they found some big I like the teaser from, from Adam Silver. <laughs> stay tuned for yep. John Morant's suspension after <laughs> the NBA Finals. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yep, that's all I got for the news. Now, Rock, cut that's up. That's
0: all you got, Ronnie? I got...
1: What? What, what? No, now you we're all caught saying, up, I believe. Do you have anything? We're all caught
0: up yet. Yeah, no, no news, no new news stories that you didn't cover already or that we haven't talked about, but I do have a trivia question for you. Okay. Eric Spolstra okay. becomes the sixth becomes the sixth head coach to make six or more NBA finals appearances. Can you name the other five? Pat Riley. Pat Riley is correct. He has made nine NBA Finals.
1: Um, that other coach that was for the Chicago Bulls that I don't remember his name, but he has a curly hair and the glasses. He's white. That's his uh,
0: name. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Phil Jackson yeah, of the Phil Chicago Jackson. Bulls yep. and Los Angeles Lakers. He had, you know, prime Kobe and prime uh, MJ. Yep. He has made 13 NBA Finals. Jeez,
1: honestly, I couldn't those are the only two I can name. Those are the only ones that pop into mind.
0: The one I was going to give you, because I knew you'd never get it, would be Red Arbach, who coached in the nineteen (laughs) sixties. He made eleven NBA finals. The other two that you're missing are current NBA coaches. What? Oh, Popovich. One. Greg Popovich is one, correct? He's made six.
1: Uh Cavaliers, Heat. No, we got Spolstra. Was it before Spolstra?
0: Nope. Their current coach that plays or the coaches a team out west.
1: I, I'm gonna say Steve
0: Kerr. Steve Kerr is correct. Yeah. Long four, but has been to six NBA finals. Steve Kerr, do you think amongst those coaches? You know the 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 uh, we're gonna throw Red Arbach out because I don't I, neither one of us are really familiar with him his body of work.
1: You don't remember him? I remember him. You
0: from the sixties? You remember him? Yeah, like, get out of here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me and my dad used to talk which, about him all day long. You know,
0: which of those five coaches—Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Steve Kerr, Eric Spolster, or Greg Popovich—would you most like to go bowling with? <laughs> uh... Who would be the coolest hang to go bowling with? And I pick bowling because it's just such a weird dynamic because you have to talk. Phil
1: Jackson. I just have a feeling that he'd be the Phil most Jackson? Fun. Yep. Yeah, oh, there's just something he was about it.
0: Last on my
1: list. Why? No, uh, ahead, invite- a, a guy that wears his hair like that, he has to be fun. He just has that, that <laughs> he just lets it fly and everything. He's just he's just a cool laid back guy, you know, he, he's
0: he's gonna have fun. I think bowling with Phil Jackson would be him complaining about how lame bowling is as he bowls a 300. (laughs) No way. Bowling, I never go. It's a lame sport. And then he just gets strike after strike after strike and just makes a mockery of the whole thing. That's why I would not pick Phil Jackson. I think I would go with Eric Spolstra.
1: No, let's see, he's he's too uptight. He has to have his hair done a certain way every single game and everything. He he's just always
0: looks... No, he never gets emotional, though. He's always... <laughs> exactly. He does to be Spolster or Kerr. It'd Kerr be might so be boring. fun as well.
1: Yeah, Kerr would be okay, uh, but not as fun as Phil. <laughs> Phil's going to be one-liner after one-liner. He's going to be referencing all the all the greats that you coach and everything. that. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. All
0: right. but where I, Where I, is I this disagree. question coming
1: from? Where did this bowling com- question come from?
0: Oh, it just... Pulled it from the air. There's, oh, okay. there's
1: nothing. Yeah. I, thought, I thought one of these coaches thinking, like
0: bowled at 300 which, which, or something. No, 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 no. I was like, which one of these would be grab a beer with? I'm like, no, no, let's change it. We'll grab a beer while <laughs> bowling. because yeah. Bowling is one of those weird things where like I, I, I honestly don't know if Phil Jackson has ever gone bowling in his life, right? It's yeah. not a high class, high society thing, right? Right. Like I don't know that Bill Gates – well, Bill Gates might have went bowling when he was an engineer, just getting started. But I, I don't know that, like, super wealthy people go bowling.
1: Yeah, you're... Do I mean, no, not really. I mean, when was the last time we went bowling? Now that we, we have millions of listeners. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? See? It's been
0: a long time since we went bowling. I would love to go bowling. <laughs> I'll know. go bowling with you. Let's do it. I don't have my ball anymore. I don't have my shoes anymore. Dude, I was I looking
1: in my garage, and I, f- I have four bowling balls and a bowling pin. <laughs>
0: A bowling pin. Yeah,
1: I was like, "What the crap is all this stuff doing in here?"
0: So yeah, do it. yeah. there we go. If you guys need a bowling ball, give Ronnie a call. <laughs> uh, that was my trivia question for you, Ronnie. I, I was impressed that you got all of those. Yeah, with with minimal with minimal hints. The one that was most shocking to me is is Doc Rivers has only two NBA Finals appearances, and I think that kind of matches with what we talked about and why ultimately he was let go. From the 76ers he doesn't have the ability to get you there. Yeah, uh, when Steve Kerr has six, Doc Rivers has two. They they have been coaching much different amounts of time <laughs> uh, in the NBA. So yeah, there you go.
1: Okay, so I got one for you then. Okay, oh, okay. so so there are three players in the NBA history that have four hundred fifty points, two hundred plus rebounds, one hundred fifty plus assists in a single playoff run. Can you name those three players? They're in our generation. There's no super old, like,
0: 60s player or anything like that. Say the name. Say 450 points. Yeah,
1: 450-plus points, 200-plus rebounds, and 150-plus assists in a single playoff run.
0: Oh, man. I'm going to say
1: Nikolai Jokic. Yep, he is in there. Absolutely. That's that's why this came up, right? That's that's a pretty easy okay, one. Okay, so who do you think is I'm, next to him? Who do you think is in this mix?
0: I'm going to say LeBron James. Correct. Yes, good guess. Yep. Okay. And then there's one more. Yes. Ah, oh, man. If it wasn't for for the rebounds, I would say Kobe, but I don't think it's Kobe.
1: Okay, nobody from the Lakers. Um,
0: nobody from the Lakers. Yeah, because well, that is on the yeah. Lakers. Oh well, yeah, that, I mean, well... not, not, not he didn't do that on the Lakers. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, I get you. Um. Ah, oh, man. It's got to be points, assists, rebounds. Points, assists, rebounds. He's white. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't. I, I have no idea. Give me East or West? East. East, and he's white. You're
1: going to kick yourself if you
0: don't East, guess this one. East white. I probably will.
1: In the it's, 80s.
0: Gosh. In the 80s. There we go. Now we're going back in time. Larry Bird? There you go. There we yeah, go. Yeah. So seeing okay.
1: Jokic next to Larry Bird and Le- uh, LeBron James, that's pretty LeBron. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. That's it's it's de- like like we said earlier it's it definitely and maybe that was on the overtime edition. Uh he definitely plays the game differently than than most people at that position like ever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that there's ever been a center that has as good handles as as he does when it comes to ball control. Yeah. So right. Ooh, that's a tough one. Larry Bird. I got one more
1: then. So players with right. 15 plus playoff triple doubles. 15 or more playoff triple doubles. There's three players. Can you name the three? Nikolai Jokic. Wow, you're so amazing. Just right off the bat, every time.
0: <laughs> LeBron James. Oh my God, it's amazing. Okay, one more. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. No,
1: good guess though. I like that guess. That uh, was a tough one. This James is, Harden? No, this is another 80s player.
0: Uh, Magic Johnson. Yes, awesome. You nailed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's... I didn't think you were going to get that the... one.
1: So Magic Johnson... Well, when you said
0: 80s, and I didn't think it was going to be Larry Bird, but Magic yeah. Johnson... So yeah, Magic
1: Johnson yeah. has 30, Braun has 28, and Jokic has 15 now. And a, and and, a
0: very short playoff resume yeah. when you look at Jokic. And he's so
1: young, too, now. what not what, he like 26, I believe? He's pretty young, I too. believe
0: he's 73. Not <laughs> a not 100% sure. I also think he's an that. alien
1: with how good he is. Yeah, Jokic is pretty amazing. He is,
0: Jokic is 28 years old. Yeah, no, twenty eight. Okay, and uh, yeah, he had forty one points
1: and in, in the loss today. Yeah, pretty amazing guy. That last game, so that, I, uh, fir- that first game, did you? Just add- I'm sorry, I know this is just off the. No, no, go this ahead. is just another thing I have. It's, so that, that's in the first Ronnie half, off the yeah, in the first half, he had ten points, ten assists, zero turnovers. He was three of three field goals, and he he had eighteen points. He had a perfect half in game one. So I just thought that was pretty neat too. I I had screenshotted that from yeah. from the first game. <laughs> and- perfect. That was pretty ridiculous. It really was.
0: It, yeah, and that's and that's why they lost. The Heat lost that first game, right? Yep. It's because he just beat you in every facet of the game. There was nothing you could do. Yeah, nothing so, so you insane. could do. Yep. So, um, I don't know if you took part in it, but Underdog Fantasy did the special today where Jokic had uh, the 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 boost, the odds boost. Oh, uh, you know got to text that. Me when you when they do those. Yeah, I missed. You it. don't get the notifications for those. Mm. Oh, okay. I think so I it did, was- but I didn't see it. Yep, I see it It's now. the Pick 'ems which you know we're fans of doing, the Pick 'ems and it was Luke, uh not Luka, Jokic 27 and a half points higher or lower. Uh and then you have to pick one more cuz you always have to do two and a $1 wager would have won you 10 where it normally wins you 3. Nice. So they they had a max of $5 bet for five would win you 50 where it normally wins you 15. Uh, so I thought that was pretty neat. I absolutely lost mine. I did lower on Jokic, okay, twenty seven and a half lower, and yeah, he just destroyed it. with yeah. forty one points. Yeah, that's so, pretty good I mean, game just, tonight. L- luckily, it didn't come down to the wire. I knew I was I was hosed before then. But my wife is back in the winning streak. She took the higher on that, and she took the lower on Jimmy Butler uh points plus rebounds plus assists nice i Smart. think it's like 39 and a half so uh she did take advantage of the the boost and they've been doing something special pretty regularly and i suspect they're going to do something at the start of the football season as well so if you haven't signed up for underdog fantasy please do so check out the podcast description for the link uh use the promo code jnr to get a deposit match but they are they're they're trying to get people to participate and they're they're putting out some pretty good deals uh, in order to encourage that. So definitely take advantage of it. I wish you better luck than what I am capable of doing. <laughs> I, I will promise not to give any advice because apparently I I'm terrible at it, but uh take a look at it. Check it out for yourself and I will absolutely text you Ronnie next time uh they do a, a little special like this.
1: Yeah, you know so I didn't get a, a message on that. I'm I don't know what's going on with that, so I'll have to see you about my alerts or whatever. But also you should send me your wife's bets. So, because, you know, uh, I need to copy those. <laughs> this is those. what she did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then anytime. I, I if, should copy her. Yeah, if she ever loses, I'm just going to double my bet next time because she's most likely going to hit it next oh, time, too. Oh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll never backfire. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been watching these Stanley Cup finals as well. I just started game one between the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. And they have some rules in the NHL, which I thought, you know what? Maybe something like that would work in the NBA or, or maybe something similar. Yeah, and I wanted I to, uh, to pick your brain on some of those. So do you know how many challenges NBA coaches are allowed to have in a game? One each game. One each game. And because of that, they don't want to challenge something that happens in the second quarter because, like, hey, I might need that one challenge for later in the game where, you know, literally, this play could be the difference between winning or losing. So they they bank them, they hold on until later in the game, and they might never, might not ever use them. Whatever. Uh, do you know how many challenges NHL coaches get?
1: I don't, but I'm going to guess three.
0: Unlimited challenges, <laughs> Ooh, Ronnie. Nice. Unlimited challenges. So. The reason, this is what I like, I like the way they do it. So in the NHL, you have unlimited challenges. However, if you lose your challenge, if your challenge, if it fails to overturn it, the, the call on the ice was right, you are assessed a minor penalty, which means a player goes to the penalty box for two minutes and you're playing underhand. You're, you're basically oh, so under uh, cool. the power play kill. Yeah. So it's five on four. If you challenge a second time and it's unsuccessful, you get a double minor, which means you're down a person for four minutes and it continues like that for the rest of the game. So you really have to be confident in your challenge and that it's going to get overturned or it has to be a valuable enough like, well, shoot, they scored a goal and it's questionable. It's worth taking the risk and challenging this even if, if we fail. So the consequences for a fail challenge are huge.
1: Hockey comes in, up in with the, the best rules. I love what they do. They
0: do, don't they? Yeah. So, could something like that apply in the NBA? And if so, what is the penalty or what is the, what is, you know, because obviously you could just challenge every single play and it would really slow the game down. They don't want that. So, you need to make it putative if the challenge is unsuccessful so that you're only challenging when it really, really matters. What, what would that penalty look like for you that would warrant coaches not to just squander it and waste it?
1: I mean, Let's
0: let's do it four on five. You know, <laughs> let's
1: let's, <laughs> let's put one of these players on the bench in the NBA for two minutes.
0: Screw coming up with an NBA speci- or uh, an NBA specific rule. Let's just straight if, up copy. If it's working the, for the, the NHL, NHL why can't it work for the NBA? Oh my gosh, I would love that four <laughs> on five. Heck yeah, for two minutes. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any way that would happen. I was thinking more realistically (laughs) and that it would be a technical foul would be assigned so that they give a chance at a three throw and then they get possession of the ball. Yeah. So, you know, points wise and a second unsuccessful challenges, you just increase the number of technical three throws that they're able to make. Yeah. Okay. So after your third technical.
1: I like that too, because then it could be like a delay a game warning because you delayed the game, you got it wrong. So now that you get a free throw. Yeah that could work. That's, I that's, like that.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking cuz then, you know, but then I wonder will they still just not it's just a point. It's not that big, a point plus possession, it's not that big of a deal. And and maybe they'll still abuse it, but I do think that this the fact that they have one is is not enough, especially when you have some momentum changing plays that could be challenged and overturned, but they won't be because they happen so early in the game.
1: No, I I like your idea. I think they will be careful it would really slow the game down, though. Like when you're the Suns and like every call is bad because <laughs> you got to challenge everything. <laughs> I mean, we'd have like ten challenges, you know. And then, but I think we would win. Well, you know, we wouldn't win a lot because any challenge I see, I'm just like, okay, we're gonna win that one. And then come back like, nope, that that was fine. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. he totally like hacked us on the arm. You know, why didn't he get a foul called? Like, nope, that's allowed. That's okay. But uh, yeah, I, don't so know. I like it though.
0: That, that's one thing about the NBA as well is you can't challenge no calls. Yeah. You could only challenge call. So if there was a, an obvious foul that's not called, thinking like that LeBron Celtics, LeBron yep. versus the Celtics game where he was just absolutely annihilated and there was no call, you can't challenge that currently in the NBA. However, in hockey, you can, as long as it's still on the attack, you can call it. You know, they'll stop play and they'll go and review it. Yeah. Should the NBA grab something like that where, where that play, they could challenge the no call and and review it that's where it starts to get really timely because there's so yeah. uh, literally every single play in the nba there's a foul
1: i think it would end yeah, up ruining the tougher. game but i i still want to see how it works like I, I think they should give it a try anyways In the you know like in summer league and you then know change
0: the role oh yeah yeah summer league or, or preseason and then yeah.
1: make changes to the rule yep just see how the gameplay goes and uh see if it's something worth looking at and give it a try and that they actually should they should do the penalty box for a player in the NBA too for two minutes.
0: I would love a five on four in yeah. the NBA. That would just be hilarious. I mean if if the Suns with DeAndre Ayton on the floor, it's <laughs> almost like five on four. Oh it's do does a coach pick the player that.
1: that sits? Or do you just uh Oh, maybe you can have the opposing team pick which player sits too?
0: No, 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 no. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's an actual player that goes in. They just can only send four players to the ice. Oh, that makes sense. So yes. there's not like a player that's eliminated. Uh, well, I'm thinking like the penalty box, so you, like like, okay, box, okay, you, know, so you have to like
1: players. you have to stuff like you know Kevin Durant and the penalty box, you know, for yeah. two minutes.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it's. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a minor penalty, not against a specific player. So it's just you're you're limited to sending five players to the ice. <laughs>
1: and then the penalty I, think, th- I don't know then a the penalty if you know box hockey
0: more than me <laughs> yeah let me know
1: then the penalty box opens and Kevin Durant comes rushing out and just checks the guy you know, rushing like, out yeah
0: <laughs> yeah perfect the other thing that they do in hockey that I I really like and you've probably seen this before especially if you watch the movie Miracle uh, which is a great hockey movie starring Kurt Russell I highly recommend it is that oftentimes when they're trailing and the game starts to get close to the end so uh um, you know, hey, we're down by a goal, we really need a goal. They'll pull the goalie to add an extra attacker because there's six people on the ice, five players plus the goalie. The goalie comes off, they can send in an additional skater, and now they have the scenario with the empty net. And this happened in Game 1 in in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Florida Panthers removed their goalie so they could have an extra attacker, and the Golden Knights got an empty net goal because there's nobody guarding the goal, mm-hmm. right? So it's a high-risk, high-reward sort of scenario. And I was thinking... The NBA doesn't really have anything like this, right? They do the thing where they foul and they get two, three throws, but that just stops the clock. There's no real – it is horrible, right? That's – I got. they got to do away with that. So is there something that they could do that would make it more – an equivalent of pulling the goalie in the NBA? What would that look like to you? Do you have anything? I have two that I wanted to bring up. I
1: want to hear yours. I'm just – so I know you've been working on these ideas. I want to hear yours first.
0: Okay, I haven't been working that hard. Give give me one. Let's temper some expectations here. (laughs) Uh, One is to have a four-point line, and then maybe it's only active in the last two minutes of the game, where if you shoot behind this line, and maybe it's halfway between you know the top of the key where the three-point line is and half court. So you know what? Another six feet back from there and you just have it go across the court there. Okay. A a four-point line where any shot made from there is worth four points. Yeah. Only in the last two minutes, although you you could argue, well, why not have it be worth there the whole game? It's it's to make the the end of the game more interesting. So you have the four-point line and um, that becomes active. The reason I don't want it for the whole game because it really makes shooters a far more valuable commodity and I think that changes the game too much. We've already seen how the game's changed with the three-point shot becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for the full game. I just want it for the end of the game, sort of that desperation mode where now they're gonna shoot for four yeah. and, and try to make to try to close the gap and, and make it closer.
1: Have you seen Ice Cube's uh, basketball league where he has a four-point line? Okay. So they have like a couple oh, of circles. Yeah, it's like, it's probably oh, like... man,
0: me and Ice Cube, same page. <laughs> it's
1: probably like five feet behind the three-point line. And um, as long as your foot is on the circle, then you'll you'll get four points counted for it. Um, but uh, okay. it's... So how far would you put your four-point line is my question.
0: I would say you said six I, feet behind... I said six feet behind the three-point line. More or yeah. less. Okay. Somewhere yeah. in that range. That's about yeah. where his But it would is. be like a solid line. Yeah. It wouldn't be like the curved line like the three point line is. It would just six feet back from that line and then just draw a straight line down like the half court line. Oh, so you okay. could do it anywhere there. Because gotcha. you won't you don't have six feet behind the three point line yeah. on the baselines, right? You're out of bounds at that point.
1: So that's your idea for would this That's would one of this, my ideas. Would this only be active in like the last two minutes of the game, like when you pull the goalie? That's so it's literally only... what I just said. Awesome. Ronnie. Oh okay. my
0: gosh. Pull your head out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only active in the last. It, it comes to that that crunch time, win or die sort of scenario, and that's okay. that's typically when they do it in hockey. Sometimes they'll do it towards the end of a period as well. Uh, but hockey's a little bit different in that sense. But I I would say just the last two minutes of the game to allow a trailing team to catch up. You know, now a two point possession, two point possession down by two point possessions now changes to where hey we're down by one possession because. A four pointer ties it.
1: And then they can sponsor that line, the four point line sponsored by Starry.
0: <laughs> yeah, sponsored the starry by Starry. Line. Yep, absolutely. Ugh. And if somebody hits, oh, here we go. I somebody hate it. hits a four point shot in a game, everybody in attendance gets a free Starry <laughs> from Circle K with their tickets stub the next day.
1: I, I I, appreciate the thought, but nope. Just, I hate it. That, that would just baby. ruin the game. I don't you like it. You hate the four
0: point line or you I hate you the four point like line. line? I, I okay. hate it.
1: I, okay, so here I have an idea. Oh, let, let's I hate let's, you. <laughs> let, let's see if I can beat your idea. Okay,
0: all I, right. I, let, I got another idea, though. Yes, so, yes. So. Yep. I want,
1: and then let's see if you could beat my idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: okay, i I know where you're going with like when the last two minutes. Just scratch all that. So let's say if you're within four points and the game ends, I want to still give the opposing team, the team that was down, one last chance, one last shot, and if they make it. They'll tie it up and send it into overtime, but regardless of what the score is, as four points or less. If it's four points or more, okay. then okay. no, you lost. So we'll give them a, a four pointer. But this shot, no matter whether you're down three, or two points, two points, or one points, you get one shot left from the opposite side of the free throw line. No, not half court, but past that, and the the free court, uh, the free throw line. So it'd be like what, like a what is that, like a fifty footer or something like that
0: three quarters yeah three three quarters shot shot. yeah i don't know how far that
1: is 75 feet maybe so if you make that then you tie the game and then you have a chance
0: 75 feet
1: it's not it's it's got to be like 60 then and so i i think that would be really cool just because i mean imagine the build up to that like okay you you guys you're down by four down by three whatever and you're like all right there's one shot left though we gotta sink this and man like there it would it would just like it would keep the crowd there, right? Players
0: would just practice that shot, right. over, yeah. and over and over. But it
1: would be very rare that you made it. Half court shots, I see made a lot, so that's why I don't want it to be half court. But from there, that would be very rare. And when that actually is made, on the rare occasion, it's just gonna light up the crowd, and everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, we're still in it," you know. So I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to see that. What do you think about so it would my be idea? Seventy-nine foot
0: shot. There you go. That
1: was close. Seventy-five.
0: Okay, so. The four-point line, we both kind of have some weird four-point line scenario. Here's one that my wife actually came up with that I, th- I think I like the most of all of them. Nice. Um, any point in the game, instead of two three-throws, you get fouled on a shoot, shot that doesn't go in, you get two three-throws. Instead, mm-hmm. you can exchange those for one three-point attempt from mm-hmm. anywhere that you want, whether it be baseline or, or top of the key. Um, it's a really... Allow you to catch up quickly if if you're getting fouled. So instead of two free throws, the same player one three-point free throw, one three-point attempt. Yeah,
1: interesting. I mean, that's like so. If you get a Steph Curry or something like that, then that's like
0: money, right? So I don't know. Right, yeah. Well, even then, well, it's like the the, the thought process is similar to the two-point conversion versus the the extra point in the NFL, right? One is a yeah. little bit more challenging, so you get an extra point for it. So you get a potential for an extra point that's if true. you if you take a harder shot.
1: Right. But I agree, it yeah, has to be
0: like Steph Curry or, or some of, but like you know, some someone down in the paint that's going to do it. Yeah, but then well, again, yeah, free know, there is might be like 90 percent. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Go ahead. Yep. No, no, that's exactly right. You'd have to look at the, the statistical analysis, right? If he's a, if he's a terrible three throw shooter, why not why not let him take a shot at making a three? Or <laughs> yeah. or maybe you don't because you want to get potentially at least one point. I don't know. Right. Someone like Shaq shooting a three point shot. Yeah, no, that'd be terrible. <laughs> but like someone like Steph Curry or or um, Damian Lillard. Well, no, maybe maybe you're talking now. Maybe teams are less likely to foul those sort of players. Let them take. You know, don't foul them in the paint or don't foul them when they're shooting and and then let them, you know, make the shot instead of potentially giving them three points. Yeah. I don't think that really helps in like a hockey-like situation because normally the team that's trailing is the one committing the fouls at the end of the game, not the team that's leading. Yeah. So I I don't know that that's really going to benefit. Although the the difference would be it would prevent the team that's trailing potential. The potential is – oof, this is going to be tough to say here (laughs) – To stop the team that's trailing from fouling the team that's winning because they can make a three and and increase that lead further. So maybe that will stop and fix that end-of-game fouling issue, which it's not really an issue, but a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I understand why it exists. I don't care for it either, but would this potentially help stop that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea to try to stop that. Absolutely. I like my idea a little better for excitement reasons, yeah, well, but usually. <laughs> I like that idea to, yeah, to, I mean, well, yeah. it does bring up the excitement for, because the excitement goes down when you're just fouling people and you're just watching free throws at the yeah. end of the game that sucks, you know? So it does bring it up at that point, but watching a 75 footer, you know, going for your team, that's trying to tie it up and go into
0: overtime. That's kind of exciting too, you know?
1: <laughs> so I don't know. I like both. Of I would Maybe say, let's just incorporate both I, half of court, these
0: ideas. For for yours, I'm gonna change it a little bit. Starting at half court, which is forty seven feet, for every point you're down at the end of the game, you take a foot step back. So yeah. if you're down by three, you're now shooting from fifty feet. If you're down by ten, you're now shooting from fifty seven feet. So they get the measuring to tie tape it out and force it over time. <laughs> they get the measuring tape out and they set it up up to a certain point, right? If you're trailing yeah. by forty seven, then you're you know, you're out of bounds and you can't make that shot. Yeah. But you just make it a little bit harder for every point that you're down. I would hate that. Right? That'd be the worst rule in the world. You win by 20, but some lucky jerk makes a, a 75 footer and yeah. now the game goes into overtime. No, <laughs> yeah. I hate that. As soon as I said it, I knew I hated it.
1: <laughs> well, but so that's why I like the idea of, of my idea where it, it makes a team's, it, it has makes, to be it close. makes yeah, yeah, it makes sure that you beat the team by a lot of points because if it's over four, then you don't get that chance, you know? And it's going to help sure. prevent teams from putting in their their bench, you know, because they don't want the game to come Waving within the four points. When it's, yeah, yeah. Because you've seen like twenty point teams towards the sometimes. end. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. it helps prevent that. I think I think both of those ideas, those last ideas, help in a certain way to prevent like boringness or like stupidness at the end of the games that we see now. You know what I mean? Yeah. The four point. I
0: I think I like I like the challenges better. I feel like that's more palatable. Yeah. Of of giving unlimited challenges, but doing having some punitive stuff for that. I I wish I wish the challenges were better because they take yeah. so long in the NBA. Yeah, and I don't think it needs to take so long.
1: I don't know what the refs are looking at. I mean, that you could make a split decision and like a live call right there, but then when they see it in slow motion, it takes them so much longer. I'm like, okay, you yeah. you obviously see what's happening, so just make the call. And like, where what sport is that where I I've seen them make the call immediately? Like they like they get they get it fed to them through a headset and like okay it's it's this is a call this is what's right. I think that's arena football does that. I think so too. Yeah, where they just make the change real quick. You know, they're like, yep, let's continue yeah. moving on.
0: Yep. No, that, that was supposed to be when the challenge first came out in the NFL. That was supposed to be what oh, it was. Is it was FIBA. If, if they can't, it was a FIBA. Yeah, that's right. No, I it. No, FIBA, FIBA a little bit different. We'll talk about FIBA in just a second. Okay. But in the NFL originally it was supposed to be if they can't see something they have 60 seconds and if they can't see enough to overturn it in 60 seconds then it's it's sustained yeah but i think they've gone away from that now yeah in fiba the referees look at it but you can they're mic'd up so you can hear them at least through the telecast yeah okay yeah he sees that oh no he's he's hitting there okay so you can at least hear their discussion to see how yep. they're coming to that conclusion yeah Uh, but they, they review it and it can still take some time because then they're trying to see how much time was on the clock and whether other blah, 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 blah. So it did take some time. I do like how you can hear them. Yeah. Yeah. But it it, it was a lot faster though.
1: I I liked it a lot better
0: in FIBA still. Well, it was better because you could hear, like you could. It wasn't just yeah. dead air with the announcer yeah. saying, "Maybe it's a sold-out crowd today, and the jumbotron <laughs> operator is yeah. my dad." So it's you're, you're like, saying maybe
1: that's why it seemed like it didn't take as long because you could actually hear them, and you're, you're
0: engaged. Yeah, yeah, Got I it. think that, at least to me. Yeah, I, I hate the I hate the inane chatter between like downtime from the announcers. Like I get yeah. it, that's their job; they have to do it. But it, it's not entertaining. It's not good. Speaking of
1: that, were you watching today's game where they had some sort of backcourt violation? But on the screen was like the starting players, and like I didn't even see the backcourt violation because it just blocked the whole entire view <laughs> of the court. I'm like, what the heck no. are they doing? You know, the no, TNT. They, we we talked about that before. Yeah.
0: This this was ESPN. This wasn't TNT. Oh, was it? I didn't even realize yeah. that. It was. It was still pretty bad. But yeah, they'll they'll show a controversial play just happened and instead of showing that replay they'll show the replay of you know yeah. lebron tying his shoe right three plays ago or something yeah it's this time like, it no. came back
1: from commercial and those this whole big giant 3d stupid thing that was like on the basketball field like i could see like the player's feet moving underneath this 3d thing that they're showing on the court yeah and then i heard a whistle and then they're like oh there was a backcourt violation i'm like what <laughs> like let me look you at
0: it to see that ronnie
1: yeah <laughs> i was like what the heck happened
0: but yeah would you prefer a game be tape delayed to avoid those sort of things? So yes. Just, oh, something happened. We're going to pull this. So you'd be okay with a two minute delay. What's, what's your, what's your delay a long time? time? Yeah. I mean, I was two minutes thinking like 10 seconds. 10 seconds, 10 seconds. I don't know how long it takes to do that stuff. Yeah.
1: Cause it doesn't make a difference to me because I mean, I watch on the apps anyways, so there's already like it's a 30 delayed. second delay yeah. compared to my friends who are watching it on like cable. You know, I get these texts yeah. like, Oh my God, did you see that? I'm like, shut up. Like, I gotta not, shut up, just yeah. shut up. <laughs> yeah. I gotta yeah. not look at my phone when I'm watching sports a lot.
0: I uh I used to try to listen because some of the announcements were so bad I'd listen to to the radio, but it was impossible to sync up because the radio was so far ahead of the television yes. broadcast.
1: Yep. I tried doing that without uh, McCoy. Yeah. That's when yeah, you realize how far ahead it is. Running in the
0: wheel. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. But, yeah, I, I I agree. I think there should be a delay so they can fix that kind of crap and, yep. and not let us miss the game yeah. because they're doing some other nonsense. But they don't
1: care, Jonathan. They don't care about us. They don't care. They don't care about us. You know who does care, though, is Matt Ishbia, and that's why he's bringing it over to these local networks, Matt and they're Ishbia. not going to do that anymore.
0: Well, did you see that they the local, was it Bally's, was suing to try to stop that from happening?
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: I don't know. I don't have any updates on this. I just, when you said that, it reminded me of the headline. Yes, they're suing to try to stop that from happening for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, that's stupid. There's nothing to sue. I their contract was up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought their contract was up. So I don't know if it's just a a way to try to force them back to the negotiating table or, or what, but. I, I really hope that doesn't come true. Right. I would love, I would love for that because I just want more fans to see it because let's be honest, basketball ratings are not improving year over year. They're declining. Yeah. Major League Baseball is declining. Both of those have in common is that they're aired on these specific cable channels. Yep. The NFL is the only one that regularly airs on local television and they're the only one that's seeing their ratings go up year to year. So yeah, I don't know if ratings are so Something important. Then why it. are they doing that? You know,
1: I mean, I know there's all these because contracts, there's companies, but like it hurts the yeah. sport in the long run.
0: Yeah. What do you think they care about long run? They're all about short, short gains. Yeah. That's the life we live. Yep. Yeah. Whoever's the commissioner
1: at the time or, you know, the, the leading, manager, you know, they just want to get their money as fast as possible and then get out of there and let the other guy fix it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. The next NBA Finals game, Game 3 in Miami, is going to be Wednesday, June 7th. The game is at 5.30 Pacific Time. Check your local listings. I believe it's going to be on ESPN and or ABC Uh, That's all I got for tonight. Ronnie, anything you want to throw in before we wrap it up?
1: Nope. We covered pretty much everything. I'm good.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.